Welcome back, beautiful people. It's another edition of the Fairly Odd Asians. As you can hear, our cat's going crazy in the litter box. It is Monday, July 20th. Happy almost end of July. How is it already July 20th? Because time passes. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. So bananas. So bananas. Um, so, uh, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Uh, last episode, got a few... Um, quite a few listens, which was good to our standard, quite a few listens. Um, and I think it was because, uh, we titled it, we had, might have COVID. So, um, if you didn't follow along with that story, um, Megan and I ended up getting tested for COVID on Monday. Sometime last La- week. Last Monday. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Last Monday. Um, so a week from today and, um, our results came back on Wednesday, which was really good. Um, so if you don't, if you want to know the full story, listen to episode 34, but, uh, essentially we got tested, um, our test came back negative, which was good. Yay. Um, so we do not have the COVID, but it was crazy. That whole experience, let's talk through that. Um, like getting tested. Cause I don't think some people have gotten tested yet. Yeah. I will like, I mean, ours, I guess is kind of unique because, we went to a drive-up mm-hmm. clinic versus making an appointment or right. going to our local clinic or whatever. Right. But essentially, so there is a Hy-Vee near us, and then right next to it is a hospital specialty center, I guess. Yeah, it's like there. It's like North Memorial's training center. Yeah, and they also ha- they also um, have like other I think specialty clinics mm-hmm. in that building. But um, essentially, they set up this kind of. Like, drive up COVID testing rink. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, you would come in and you would follow along the lines of dozens and dozens of cars. And they would hand you this little pamphlet with information um, on what to do after you get tested, mm-hmm. if you show symptoms. But it took us two hours, basically. Yeah. To we get waited. tested. And we were there half an hour. Well, we were there probably 15 minutes early. Before they opened. Before they even opened. So testing opened at like 8 and we were there at like 7.45. Yeah. And we were like barely in the parking lot. So they kind of snaked us around the parking lot. Um, But yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then we... Oh gosh, Daisy's just falling behind Megan right now. And then when we get up to getting tested... um, it wasn't bad until I saw the Q-tip or oh this little God, swabby yeah. swab, the swabacito. And because when I had asked you about your previous experience, you're like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it doesn't hurt. Like, no, it's fine. <laughs> and then I saw the size. I was like, there is no way that's fitting in my tiny little nostril. Yeah. The, I will say this Q-tip, the, the tip of it. So it kind of looked like a Q-tip on a little stick. But bigger. But yeah, it honestly, that was like probably twice as big as the one that got stuffed up my nose the first time. <laughs> the one that got stuffed up my nose the first time was like literally a little wire that was twisted together. So it was like two little wires and then it was like a tiny little cotton ball head on the end of it. So like when it went up my nose, I didn't even like feel it really. This one, I felt every centimeter of that thing in my nose. Well, why do you think they shrunk or why do you think ours were bigger? I bet they were cheaper and easier to make. Oh. Uh, quicker. Because it's just like a stick rather than like a piece of metal that's, that's twisted. Rude. Just 
Also, I went to Health Partners the first time, and then this one was a different hospital. So maybe different hospitals are getting different tests. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, that one definitely like hurt. Yeah, I was in pain. Yeah. I was trying not to be a big pussy about it, but I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> that one hurt. But um, no, so we got tested. We are negative, which is good. Um, so yeah, but then when we left... So we got through in like two hours. When we left, there were literally cars um, lined up on, you have to kind of like go down a hill, probably maybe a block, down a block to get to the parking lot where we were starting the line. And there were cars all the way up that and there were cars all the way lined up down the street for another two or three blocks when we left at like 10. It was crazy. I had mixed feelings as I was seeing all these cars in the lot. I'm like, I am really glad that we have this option for people to go and get tested and like drive up and whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm pissed off that there are this many people who are needing to get tested. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm glad that people are getting tests because I think that's really important, even though our president doesn't but um yeah i think it i think it's very shocking how many people are getting tests but also that was a testing facility for like first responders and stuff so like people who uh, are working on the front line so yeah shout out to all the essential workers grocery store gas station nurses doctors all you are amazing people so starbucks workers starbucks workers thank you so much for <laughs> for going to work even though we're in the midst of a pandemic, but yeah. So thank God we don't have COVID. Oh, that would suck. That would have sucked. I think we would have been asymptomatic though. Well, you never know. Yeah. Because it shows up differently in every different person. Very true. Very true. Okay. So let's, uh, let's pivot here to a completely different topic. Um, we kind of alluded to this probably two or three episodes back. Um, but Megan sent me an article on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, would you like to kind of read the article, not the whole article, but kind of the beginning of it? Well, I'll give um, the people a little taste, yeah. a little, give them a little sizzap of what we're talking about here. <laughs> so I was, okay. I follow BBC news. Um, I have the app. I read all their articles, blah, blah, blah. And so you read all their articles, not all of them, but holy smokes. But I, I actually, cause a scholar of sorts, I am so intellectual. I'm just kidding. But CNN and BBC, I have the two news apps on my phone and I'll read those probably like every morning to scroll through. But on Facebook, this article came through in my feed and it said, Tanzanite, Tanzanian miner becomes overnight millionaire. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And so I was reading through a little bit, and essentially the story is that there was this miner in Tanzania who he found two Tanzanite stones. And I really had no idea what Tanzanite was. What is Tanzanite? Well, apparently Tanzanite is only found in northern Tanzania. Um, It's a gemstone, and it's one of the rarest gemstones on Earth. Um, according to this article, one local geologist estimates its supply may be entirely depleted within the next 20 years. Holy shit. Yeah. So he got 
roughly in U.S. dollars, $3.4 million for these two gemstones that Dang. weighed 33 pounds. But... 30, okay, 33, uh, 33, two stones that weigh 33 pounds is like a lot. That's heavy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And when it's like rare and un, and raw. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. But... That's not the most shocking part <laughs> of this article. The craziest part, as I was reading through, it... Wait, hold on. Let me find. It said, "Oh, oh yes, okay." So, there will be a big party tomorrow, quote unquote. The guy who found the Tanzanite said, and then it said, after that, a father of more than thirty children. And I was like, <laughs> "Hold up!" I feel like this should be the real headline of the article: "Is a man has thirty children." A father of thirty finds. <laughs> 33 pounds of tanzanite rock one for each child one One for each child (laughs) but apparently and i don't know a whole lot about tanzania and the culture there but apparently mr laser lazar Mm -hmm. he has four wives and between these four wives he has 30 children so that's what a little less than 10 each yeah like seven each still for a woman to push out that many babies? Oh. Dang. That, you know what? Kudos to that guy. That guy might have stronger swimmers than Michael Phelps. <laughs> like, how? That, I, I will say, different culture. Yes, definitely so different culture. So, obviously, different cultures have a lot more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, some tend to have a lot more than others. Um, but just the sheer number of having 30 children. How do you remember all their names? You like, can't. It's like, like one. You probably names them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Or it's like in Finding Nemo when he's like, "We'll name this one Marlon Jr. and this one Marlon Jr. Uh, maybe this one Marlon Jr." <laughs> That's that is unreal. Thirty kids. Can you that think about like family meals? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just still can't get over like pushing out seven, ten. seven plus kids. Yeah. What were that? Do you ever hear? Do, did you ever know about the Duggars? Oh, yeah. Don't strange. they have like 15 kids or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Really bizarre. Yeah. That's Ugh. a wild family. Yeah. I feel like what they've were, kind of... Were they... What were they? Were they Mormon? Uh... They were religious in some sort. Yeah, they were religious, but I don't think they were Mormon because, I mean, they didn't... He didn't have multiple wives. Oh, he yeah. He just had a million offspring. Yeah. <laughs> A million offspring. At that point, I feel like after baby number like three, you're just like they're just falling out at that point. Ew. <laughs> Gross. The water breaks and it's like a 30 minute labor and you're done. I just feel like and I'm no medical expert, and this is why we need Molly, the labor and delivery nurse, my friend. Yeah. On this to talk about this because that just does so many different things to your body. Like so much trauma and stress. On yeah. your body every single time you give birth. Try doing that over 10 times. Oh. That's unreal. Oh. You know what? Shout out to those moms. Yeah. They better treat them right on Mother's Day. <laughs> Holy cow. Is Mother's Day an only an American holiday? Um, like, are Mother and Father's Days only celebrated in America? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you know, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now, and I have some French friends, and I don't really see them posting. Some French fries? Yeah, <laughs> stupid. 
I have some French French friends. French friends. French friends. And I don't really recall seeing them posting like happy birthday mom or things like that. Okay. All right. But maybe I can ask them. Maybe you could. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. But don't want to glaze over this man's achievements. He is using his money for good. He says he's plans to invest in his community. And he wants to build a shopping mall and a school um, because there are many poor people around who can't afford to take the children to school. Dude, shout out to this guy. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is really cool. So a, good job. A man that is giving to the earth in more than one way. <laughs> lots, lots of offspring. You're basically making your, your, if you have 30 kids, you're making your family tree from scratch. <laughs> You're just like that family tree just starts over at that point. Oh, wait, this is a good question. Do you think that our family tree technically will start with us? What do you mean? Like when we have kids, will our family tree then start? Or are we going to count like our parents and our grandparents and things like that? I think we'll count our adoptive grandparents or adoptive parents. But doesn't it? Because I'm the last Bilberg. I'm the last male Bilberg. Oh, boo. To carry on the family name. Because Lord knows my cousin JT is not going to be doing that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> baby, he's by some miracle. Definitely not. No, there's no way he does. <laughs> I think he's admitted it too. Is so, Does he just like... He lives with my aunt and uncle. Well, yeah, I know that. I've met him. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. But does he just like kind of not have interest? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Never had a heart to heart with JT. I feel like it'd be hard to have a heart to heart on that. Yeah. Hey, so why don't you like date? (laughs) Why don't you give back? I'm not super close with my cousins, so I'm not either. Yeah, I I, I've like never because they always just live so far away. Plus, they're a lot older than me. They're in like their forties. Yeah, mine are in their thirties too. Yeah. But okay, back to my question about the family tree because now I'm actually kind of interested in this because in my head it would make start over. I mean... We start our own little Asian family tree? Kind of, because... But, no, I feel like we still have to... We can't neglect our adoptive parents. What if we create two family trees? One that's with our adoptive parents. Are you talking... <laughs> wait, 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 time. You know, like, when I say family tree, I'm thinking more of, like, a hypothetical family tree. Are you talking, like, a physical family tree? Like, you're we're, like, writing it out? I mean... I mean, I'm thinking of the kind that you find or that you look up in Ancestry.com. We would totally come up under our godpar- or our godparents, our adoptive parents, because it's because of our last name. Are you sure? Because Ancestry.com, I had to give my saliva. So I think what it could give you... What does that have to do no, with no, anything? Because, okay, do you remember when I first went on Ancestry.com, I gave my saliva, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then a ton of matches popped up. For me, like four to six you, cousins. Okay, I get what you're saying, but didn't you still pop up as a Drew? Well, I entered in my name as Drews. But yeah, I, but didn't you pop up on that family tree still? No. You didn't? No. You didn't? You weren't like the offspring of Dirk and Deb? Well, I think my brother, because my brother, he has been like looking into my mom and dad's side pretty intensely. Right. And so maybe So he, why would he be part of it, but you would not? Because he's adopted, too. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that he might have, like, added us in to that family tree himself. 
Because there are people who do go into Ancestry.com and then, like, put puzzle pieces together. Like, oh, no, I know that she is the daughter. And, like, they'll add in that information and stuff. Okay. So there's two factors with that where it's, like, these fourth six cousins who I'm matching with. Mm -hmm. We can technically start through Ancestry.com to create our own biological family tree. It's all whether you want to or not. Well, what do you want I don't want to start a new one. It could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to change our last name to? to what would our hybrid of our last names be? Dr- Dilberg? <laughs> <laughs> the Drillbergs? I love how we think that's so funny. The or Drillbergs. Could be, or it could be the Bill Brews. Bill Brews? Or what about the... <laughs> that's a good one. That is a good one. What about the... Um, hmm. Let me think. Dreebergs. Dreebergs? Dreebergs. Drebergs. Or the the Drewbergs. Or the Bills. Just... Bills? (laughs) Bills? Just the Bills. We'll we'll, we'll table that idea. I like the Drillbergs. No. You know, our kids then, when they grow up, they're going to get so many sexual innuendo (laughs) jokes. Like, hey, Drillberg, are you going to... Drill her later. Yeah. <gasps> okay. All right. What? You know I'm right. Yeah, you are probably right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um. Okay. One a quick thing I want to mention. This wasn't on our notes that we had originally come up with, but one thing I one thing I want to mention is if you are a listener outside of the United States, can you please send us a message on Facebook or Instagram and we don't have Facebook on Instagram or email us or something. So we know that you're like real. Cause I, I'm looking at the statistics here. 3% of our listeners are in, are in Ireland. Well, in I, Dublin. Yeah. I was talking to Naba about this and she was like, wait, maybe it's Jen. Cause Jen, my one of my former coworkers, uh, but she is not living in Ireland right now. Oh, she was. But this, but this could have been like at any episode that oh. they've listened to. But like in Minnesota, even it's expanded to Minneapolis, St. Cloud, Pelican Rapids, Waconia, St. Paul, Grand Rapids, Farwell, Alexandria, Glenwood, which are all next to each other, Purim, Long Prairie, Little Falls. That's probably Kyle. Eden Prairie, Maple Grove, Wilmer, Forest Lake, Duluth, Parker's Prairie, Moorhead, Fergus Falls, Eagle Bend, Chanhassen, and Hugo. Oh. That's crazy. Should we see what it is for Wisconsin? Oh, God. Just watch it be West Bend. And I'm like, frick, my parents are listening. <laughs> Milwaukee and Madison. Well, there's hope that it's not West Bend. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so. If you are overseas listener, we're based in the United States, obviously, and can't I guess Canada even, can't, different country from the United States, please send us a message because we would love to actually see if you're real. Yeah, that you're not a bot. Yeah, not a bot. Bot. Okay. Um, what are we talking about next? We have our notes here. Um, so yeah, guy with thirty kids, pretty crazy. Do you want to talk about your grandma's rant? Oh. <laughs> This is random, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really random, but I feel like there's just a lot of random things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So I have a forced weekly FaceTime with my family, <laughs> with my family every week. And I sound like a terrible person for saying it's forced. 
but it is. Because I would be so disowned if I did not join the family FaceTime each week. Mm-hmm. But my parents, this past weekend, or the week ago, or whatever, they were at my grandma's, because it was her 87th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Still spry young chick. Well, she's kind of losing it. <laughs> Here's evidence, because... <laughs> She was making comments about how people are painting on the streets things for Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and things like that. And she literally said, she's, "I just I don't understand how they're allowed to do this. If I went out into the street and just painted on the street, I wouldn't be allowed to do that." Is that her conservative views though, or is that like? Well, see, because my grandma is actually very liberal, mm-hmm. and so I was surprised she was saying these things. And so I'm like, well. Is she just senile? Is this just like old woman talk? Rule follower. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. By far. But then my dad made a comment, snarky comment. He's like, well, have you tried? Oh, my God. <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting. And I, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, is it hypocritical to be like okay with people painting? But then I thought to myself. But they get permission from like the mayors and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well. This is a form of protesting still, right? And like getting your voice heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's nonviolent. It's peaceful. And it's art. Yeah. And it's expression. There's a new one in Minneapolis now on there Plymouth is. Ave. BBC. BBC. I, I don't know why I love BBC. But BBC. Wow, I'm going to clip that together. <laughs> I'm going to clip that part together. I- I, when I made eye contact with you, I was like, I know. What, what is, is it? What does BBC stand for? British, the, the news network. British. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what is the other thing you're talking about? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> British Broadcasting Company. Company. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Terrible. You, you literally said, you literally said, I love than that acronym because okay. i'm not gonna say it but they just they're they're my dad and i were talking about this too how we <laughs> <laughs> there are probably some people who are so lost right now I know. that's a good thing it's, yeah that's a good thing Stay so your innocent. dad and i were t- your dad and yourself were talking about bbc <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What, now, are you, what are you talking about? No, we we like that it's such a reliable source of it information. Is, it is a reliable source. And they cover really well, like stories <laughs> really well. <laughs> Oh my God. We're like five years old right now. Like middle school boys. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh God. that's good. They are, okay. In all seriousness, they are a good source. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. But, Go BBC. <laughs> but anyways. Oh my god. Anyways. Yeah. I just my grandma, I just feel like old people, they're just so stuck in their ways. They are, yeah. Sometimes. And she's just losing it. Apparently, this is a side no one knows my grandma except you. But she bought, apparently has bought 12 vacuums in the past couple years and has never (laughs) used one. And then... What? And then when my parents were there the past weekend, she goes, oh, I got a Roomba. Let me show you. Like, it's worked so well. And then my mom 
What is wait 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 time time time? What does your grandma do with the vacuums? I don't know. Just, just throws them downstairs. Yeah, they're just like in the graveyard of vacuums in the basement. Yeah, their her basement is very um, tainted, messy. It's just a like, bunch of junk it's down a, there. It's, it's a hoarder. It's it's hoarders. Yeah, I think your parents kind of get that too because your basement is pretty. Oh, crazy yeah. too. Yeah, because now our basement is all full of my other grandparents' stuff mm-hmm. from when they moved to the nursing home. But why are your parents keeping that stuff? Because they're hoarders. Oh, okay. My mom can't let go. Familiar theme in her life? Yeah. Maybe. Tradition. 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 Nothing will stop Debbie from camping. Not even a global <laughs> pandemic. Oh, yeah. Because it's a fucking tradition. Yeah. For those of you who are confused on our little side note, my mother, <laughs> so my family, they live in Wisconsin. And of course, there are no rules in Wisconsin right now with the pandemic. <laughs> And we were supposed to go camping with my family in Door County, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. in June. But with coronavirus and all that rampant, I was like, well... I don't trust it in Wisconsin, to be honest. Well, and we have to shower in shared public community <laughs> bathrooms that are disgusting. Yeah, they're pretty gross to begin with. And so I was like, no, I do, I'm not going to take a chance, even though we're camping outside. No way, Jose. And my mom was like, well, I am going still. I need to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh, okay. You Wasn't the other family that you went with, didn't they not even go this year? Uh, I think Because they... remember we were going to switch the date? Mm, oh, I actually don't know. I like have fallen so off of the wagon with that yeah. family too because yeah. they're interesting. Hmm. Hopefully they don't listen. Um, Interesting in a good way. But, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting your grandma's comments there. I know. Oh, did I also tell you that I just found out such good tidbits today. Apparently my great uncle was buried in an urn shaped like a golf ball. (laughs) All of his ashes fit in a golf ball? No, no, no. It was an urn. Shaped oh, like a golf oh, ball. Oh, I see. Yes. And then uh, encrypted <laughs> encrypted on it, it said, fairway <laughs> to heaven. Wait, are you joking? No. You're not joking? I'm not. <laughs> what? <laughs> who, wait, your great, your great who? My great uncle. It's my dad's uncle. And he, apparently he loved to golf. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he encrypted fairway to heaven. Well... He didn't because he died, but well, uh, the family. Oh, my God. Yeah. Apparently, his brother, who was alive at the time, was found this urn as they were shopping for urns. I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wait, yep. they buried the urn? Megan's alarm is going off. Sorry. They buried the urn? Yeah, that's what I'm also confused about because I thought normally you don't bury urns. Yeah. But maybe I missed something. I don't know. Interesting. What? A, wow. What a story. I know. So then I thought, I was like, I need to remember to tell Aaron about this because I think we should bury him in an urn shaped like a golf ball. Why? Because you love to golf. Yeah, but not that much. <laughs> okay, fine. I will bury you. I'll bury your ashes in an urn. Who shape. said I want to be cremated? Fine. I will shove your body. <laughs> 
I will shove your body into a rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <sighs> yes. Just put me in a pepper shaker and shake it over some rice. That is disgusting. <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> We're terrible. We're just exposing how terrible people we are yeah. on this podcast. All right. Uh, we're going to skip the Marco Rubio thing. Basically, we I want... Okay, yeah, we'll touch on it. Marco Rubio is a dumbass, too. Did you hear about this? Well, you told yeah. me about it a little bit. Yeah, so basically, Marco Rubio... So if you didn't know in the news, um, a Tennessee, Tennessee Senate men, Senate person... Senate senator, wow, senator? that was a struggle. Wow. Senator, the um, John Lewis died. Um, really big with the Voting Rights Act. Um, really crucial part of the civil rights movement. Um, basically, I wrote a tweet about this, but basically saying, being like, or basically, he fought for racial justice and equality his whole career. Isn't that sad? Yeah, he was like seventy-seven, I think. Maybe older. He was, I think he was 80. 80s? Yeah. That's crazy. And he's been a senator for like a long time or been in politics for a long time. Um, so RIP John Lewis. Um, he actually spoke at Concordia two years ago, I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. He at Concordia. Um, but that's not the part that I want to talk about in all. We want to talk about the stupid, dumbass Marco Rubio. Um, tweeted a picture as a as a memorial towards John Lewis, but he tweeted a picture of himself and what he thought was John Lewis, but really it was Elijah Cummings, another political figure. I don't know if he's a senator or what he is, but I will say they look sort of similar. Okay, so Elijah Cummings and John Lewis look similar, but as a senator, as a U.S. senator, a person who ran for the presidency. In the Republican Party, you can't make that mistake. Here, here's what I'm wondering. I'm curious about. Do you think? Because I know Trump. I probably actually does his own Twitter because he mm-hmm. tweets the stupidest things. But I bet Marco Rubio does it himself and yeah. doesn't have because someone... he tweeted out later. He said I. He said I tweeted out a picture it could he could have been he if i feel like it was his team he would have said my team accidentally or if there's one person who's in charge of his social media you know maybe but at any at any rate you can't make that mistake this is true you can't you cannot make that mistake that is ridiculous but so kudos to you marco rubio for being the biggest dumbass of the week wow Okay. Um, oh, this is random. I'm kind of going back to the FaceTime thing. I wonder how many times people FaceTime their parents, like our listeners. Um, like how many times a week or a month? I would have I to... would say... F- f- I don't know. I would say average would probably turn out to be like twice a month. Yeah, probably. We should do a poll. Maybe we'll do a poll. And then I'll show it to my parents and be like, hey... So we are far above average. I think it's time to become a little bit more even with the general consensus. But it's tradition. 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 If you know that reference, good for you. Um, all right. So let's um, let's talk about our two meaty topics here. With the first one. Meaty. Meaty. So to preface this, uh, Megan and I have been thinking about a challenge. Um, 
we, I would, I think you would say this. We are both pretty impulsive when it comes to online shopping. Mm, yes. Um, and so it's gotten a little bit out of hand at points. <laughs> just, just a little Lately, bit. Lately, it's been okay. Oh, says you who orders a new club every week. No, I switched out my wedges. Every week. No, not every week. I yeah, whatever. So um, yeah, we we decided we're gonna do a spending challenge. Mm-hmm. But we need to talk out some of the guidelines and the rules. Yes. Which I did not write down. So. I'm wow. Inter- I'm interested to see what you have. To wow. Say. I am disappointed in you not coming to class prepared, Mr. Bilberg. <laughs> that will be twelve lashings with a ruler on your arse. <laughs> Wow, what a teacher I have. <laughs> um, okay, so the spending challenge. Are we okay? Let's 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 put in stone. Are, are we gonna do this over a month? I thought you said this is gonna be or as is this long like, as we can hold. Is this out. like a challenge to see who can go the longest without spending? Yeah, I thought that your challenge to me was let's see who can go the longest. Like go the distance. Who's got the most stamina? Who's got the biggest balls? <laughs> me. Okay, so okay. Let's yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, well, here, here are my rules. Okay. And you, you can choose to agree or you can not do this challenge. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. What stipulations? I think you'll agree with these guidelines, not rules, guidelines. Yes. I think you'll agree with these guidelines. So groceries obviously are fine. Right. We need to eat. Right. To live. Right. And to do this challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, we can do takeout once a week because we are supporting the local restaurant business. I like that. Only once a week. No more, yes, no less? No more. Can we do like, can we stack them all so we don't order takeout? And then on the last week, we order it four times? No. So once a week. Once a week. You're allotted once a week. When does the week start? Sunday. Sundays. Okay. The Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So other essential spends are fine, like gas okay. for the car, yep. utilities, mm-hmm. monthly rent, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Makes sense. So what about... Wait, wait. I have more. If there's an emergency or you have a doctor's appointment or dentist appointment or something... Right. That is fine. Okay. Um, rules apply to online orders and in-store purchases. Okay. That's fair. If there's something... Oh, this is, this is my favorite one. If there's something that you deem essential, we, the collective... Have devote on if it's truly essential. You, I can hear Daisy. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. We we have, we have to vote. Yes. The. So we, what if we're a split decision? Who's the deciding vote? Well, then I think the fact that it's a split decision says that it's truly not essential. No, not necessarily. I think the deciding vote should go to our listeners. Oh. So we have to post a poll on Instagram. I like that. And I, but I feel like, I feel like we'll be able to kind of vote on most things. Right. I don't know though. Maybe. Okay. So if it, if it would be a split decision between me and you, then it would go to our Instagram listeners. Yes. Okay. Yep. What else? Um, that's all I have. Okay. I have one. If it has to do with my business, I feel like that's still an expense that I can take. Like, let's say, let's say for instance, my camera breaks. Okay. I have lots of photo shoots in August. Yes. Okay. If it breaks, 
Yes, that is fine. But if it's like, mm, I just saw on YouTube this cool new camera, I think I'm well, going to... I'm not going to get a new camera, but like a new lens? No. A lens to go with my new camera that I got? No. That's not essential. That's a business expense, though. Okay, so I'm going to... I can write it off on my taxes. Okay, so if I want to order a new office chair because it's for my work situation, is does that count? But this thing will make me more money. And this thing will make me a better worker. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> okay. All right. See, this is where... So good thing I just ordered memory cards because... <laughs> And I, have I to just order... ordered $100 worth of memory. Like what, okay, like, what if my hard drives, what if I need a new hard drive? Because it poops out? Yeah. Yeah, then that's fine. Okay. Okay. So no, like, clothes or anything. We can't buy new clothes? Unless, magically, there's a tragic fire in all of your underwear. Well, let's knock on wood, hopefully. Yes, that so clothes. So no though. new clothes? Yep. Fuck. Need? Yeah, need. Why are you pooping in all of your underwear? <laughs> okay. Yes, maybe. <laughs> no, okay. All right, so no new clothes. You can't get skincare products then. I'm well aware. But I think I'm stocked for a long time. I'm in this for the long run, baby. What about, okay, so contact solution I can get. That's essential. Like body wash and stuff? That's essential because okay. I would like you to be clean. Okay. Um, what if we go on like a trip or something and I need like some film for a camera? Ooh. Or like, what if I, can I use my gift cards that I have? No. That's a good. No. I can't use the $75 I have to Barnes and Noble. Spending money. But, like, what if I need to buy books for my classroom? Or what if I want to buy more books about racial inequality? Like, so do you want to talk about race or so the new Jim Crow? What if I want to to read White Fragility? Well, then you lose the challenge. I think that's a little unfair. Nuh-uh. Okay, okay. So so if I want to order a new cookbook because I want to make us better meals, that will be fine? I feel like better meals and... Educating myself on racial inju- injustices is a little different. Okay, so what if I want to buy what if I want to buy a book on Korean Buddhism? Sure. No, because that'd be personal gain. Nah, it's educating myself. Oh, I suppose. Okay, so we can't order movies then. We have to just deal with what's out there. Okay. Unless the collective agrees, it's necessary. <laughs> See, this could get. Okay. I'm trying to think of every situation. So, like, anything for the kitties we got to do. Yes, because that's essential. Um, oh, that reminds me. What? Next week. Yeah. Is Daisy's appointment. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of anything else. What are other situations? Oh, oh, here's... What here's about, a... like, alcohol? Ooh. That's... That's... I mean, technically, it's food. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was deemed essential. Yes. During the pandemic. So I think for 
our sanity, we can get alcohol. Okay, we're not big alcoholics, by the way, but, like, we do like to drink time to time. Like, I love a good red wine. Yeah. You know? Okay. What about... I think we're forgetting some stuff, but I can't think of anything right well, now. Well, that's why we'll come... T- that's why we have to go to the other person and the collective. So what happens when the challenge ends? It just ends? So when the challenge ends, this is a good... What are we putting on this? Yeah, what are we what are we what are we gonna put on this? Whew. Because let's say that I find this amazing deal on something that I've always really wanted. It might actually be worth it to break the challenge for this thing. Well, I don't okay. have. A thing, I think but. okay to make this interesting and actually worth it for each of us, we both get to come up with the thing that happens. Is it a punishment? It could be a reward or it could be a punishment. I think we need to put the stipulations out there right now, though. Okay. Or the things now. Okay. What What would your reward slash punishment be? Or like, what What would you What do you think would be appropriate? Hmm. I think that. Okay, but I have a few ideas. You could either. Hmm buy you something no no no. okay you either have to throw me like a spa day like a really nice spa day where you are my personal masseuse and like give me this an amazing treatment like i'm really at a spa or you have to clean the litter boxes for two months that's some bs i already give ziggy his medicine all the time Okay, this is called a challenge, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or I'm giving you I'm giving you options. Or you need to propose to me. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. God, you're dumb. <laughs> um or 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 hmm. Like you said or 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 like you had something and then nothing came to your head. I think the challenge should be from from uh, from the time that the challenge ends, okay, you have to get up and feed the cats for a month. So not every other day like we've been doing. That is not motivating at all to me. Yeah, right. You can barely get, get out up, of bed. No, I get up early Monday through Friday. Your alarm goes off at 6 and you don't get up till 7.30. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're such a liar. You're a liar. Oh, my God. Babe, we need to make this more titillating, more stimulating. What if we leave it up to the... What if we get some ideas from the people? We'll have a lot of polls this week. Well, I have no faith that people are actually going to give us serious things. You don't have faith in our listeners? Wow, Megan doesn't believe in you guys. How sad <laughs> is that? No, okay. I, I sad. Have faith, I have faith in Will. I think Will could come up with some really creative things. Send us those ideas. We'll put something out. So I'm going to make a note. FaceTime poll with parents and punishment by death slash reward. <laughs> the other person has to die. Challenge. <laughs> Okay, I like it. Or the other person has to get COVID. Just kidding. When are we starting this? Ooh. Well, because 
I mean, I don't want to start unless we have our set in stone, like, reward. We'll, we'll put it out this week, and then hopefully by next week we start it. So I have a week to get all the things that I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more week to get the things that we need. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, sweet. Can we agree on it? Okay. All right. So um, we have come to everyone's favorite segment, as oh, most no. most listeners have oh. have acknowledged to myself. But mm. um, we've come to Aaron's soapbox yet again, and yet again for the third <laughs> week in a row, we are talking education. So. Megan hates this segment, but I love it. Well, I, I hope hate, okay, that you okay. love it. The only reason why I hate it is because this is what happens. Tale as old as time, song as old as the stupid rhyme, where we get prepped for the podcast and you go, hey, I actually want you to participate in my soapbox. <laughs> and I, every single time but I you say... Just, you could like say, uh-huh, or like, why do you think that? Or like... Okay, do you... Okay, imagine... The people are really getting a view into, like, our typical conversations. Like, us just brainstorming that and, like, right now. Yeah. But, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing old-timey, traditional, where the soapbox came from. Should I be standing Someone, on a soapbox right now? Okay, okay. Someone would stand up on a platform... And then the and people give, would cheer. You don't cheer for me. I need you to cheer for me. You want me to cheer for you? <laughs> Do you want me to clap for you? Do you want me to give you candy and kisses? What? I don't know. That took a weird turn. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want you to support me in my soapbox. If this is what you want. Yes. Then fine. Okay. So, so today's soapbox comes to, brought to you by the good people of Facebook and Instagram. The good teachers. Teachers Union. NEA. Education Minnesota. Here we go. Yay! So, uh, <laughs> so I there's a lot of the news has been, and we talked about it last week a little bit. Oh, you say I say we. Me and the listeners talked about it last week <laughs> about <laughs> how reopening schools right now, like Betsy DeVos wants us to, is just complete dumbness, and Trump wants us to open schools or whatever. So a full reopening. Uh, there are some issues with that. Obviously, one being the safety of your teachers and your students. Um, and I'll get more to that later in my argument. I have some statistics for us today mm, to paint yes. a little picture in the mind of people. Um, but I think I it, it, this comes from a place of I want everyone to know that I am not someone who thinks that distance learning is great. I think we talked about it on this podcast. I hated distance learning. Yeah. I thought it sucked. But it was like the only alternative we had, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm coming from, I'm coming at this by saying I am a teacher at heart who wants to be in the classroom. That is my number one thing. I obviously, you can't substitute in class teaching and what I can do in a classroom to that does not translate to distance learning. So distance learning is different. Okay. So I'm putting that out there. However, I do feel a little unsafe going back to school if it were to fully reopen or even like, I'm going to be quite honest, like partial reopening. Um, and there are a few reasons. One being that kids, yes, they, um, they, there have been no deaths under the age of like, I think 19 in Minnesota or something like that. I'm going to talk about Minnesota usually right now, um, but then I'll broaden it a little bit. But there have been, like, no deaths for kids under the age of, like, 19 or 18 or something like that in Minnesota, okay? 
Um, so it's not a deadly COVID is not a deadly disease for these kids, which is, which is amazing. But the fact of the matter is that kids can still be carriers, um, of this COVID-19 to us as teachers, to other staff members, to family members. And I feel like if we would go back in a full capacity, it would be trouble. So I I was very interested to hear what people had to say, uh, what teachers actually had to say about the height of flu season. So um, uh, I think it was two years ago when I was in Alexandria, my last year, flu season was really bad. Um, And there were actually, there was a one week during flu season where I think four out of the five days, or I think maybe even five out of the five days, we had to report to the CDC um, our numbers. So like how it works is usually in schools, um, if your attendance is a certain percentage of the population is gone or a certain population of the staff or percentage of the staff is gone that day out sick, you have to report that to the CDC. Well, four out of the five days, I think, or something like that, we had to report to the CDC because there are so many people gone. Whoa. Okay. So at the height of that, I had 14 out of my 29 students gone in my classroom. Wow. Okay. So that was flu season. And that could be... And, and maybe not all of those cases were the flu, right? But it was sickness of some sort. Yeah. Okay. So I I, I asked on Instagram of teachers and um on and on Facebook, what is the most number of students that you've ever had out of your classroom? So this is the extreme end, okay? Yes. So I got results of like eight out of seventeen, about forty percent gone, twenty to twenty-five out of the hundred thirty-five, but that's guesstimating low. Um, 35 to 40% during flu seasons are three classes that I taught. So this is not just elementary. This is like middle and high school too. Uh, 9 out of 23, 10 out of 30, um, 12 out of 29, uh, 10 out of 26. But then he goes, I had 12 out of 25 out with lice one year. Ew. Oh. <laughs> so that's another, that's a story for another day. But basically I was just trying to see like at the height of flu season, what would be the percentage of the your students gone? So I, I I actually took the percentages. I figured out the percentages of students gone on those days. Um, and I added all those up and divided them by the 19 people who responded, including myself. Um, and it ended up being an average of 37% of students were gone at the height of those flu seasons. Okay. So think about that. That's almost four out of 10 students in your classroom. So if you have a classroom of 30, that is... 12 students gone. Okay. That's a significant portion, right? That's a, yeah. that's a big, that's a big portion. Um, and so I was really interested in that and that was actually a lot higher than I thought it was going to be initially. I thought it was actually going to be quite low. I thought it was going to be opposite of what I was thinking in my head. Um, like, okay, so sorry. I thought the number was going to be high, but not this high. I thought maybe 25% ish, um, would be the percentage. Uh, and I, I just want to, I just wanted to make this point of like that if the average during the height of flu season for this is super, super small sample size, I will say, okay, tiny, this is not scientific really, but just to give you some perspective on that, these teachers, that's 37% on average. Okay. These 19 teachers who responded are 18 teachers. These are all teachers who I know personally who work in most of them, I would say probably 90% of those people who responded work in white affluent schools. Okay. So not super low income schools, not schools with a lot of diversity, things like that. Okay. So that got me thinking like, okay, 
I really wanted to see flu season, if it's that much, 37% on average from what I have, okay, it's a small sample size. We know that COVID is so much more contagious than the flu, okay? So if 37-ish percent, let's say 4 out of 10 round numbers, 3 out of 10 if you really want to, 3 out of 10 students in your classroom get this flu, like what does that mean for like if COVID starts to spread throughout people, okay? Uh, like Mark, it was Mark Whiting actually responded with the lice thing. Schools can barely control lice. How do you expect us to control um, COVID without certain guidelines and things like that? So um, that was super crazy. But um, I think just all in all, like what I'm trying to say here is that this is a small sample size from white communities. I have some statistics about how COVID has been affecting um, communities of color. And um, usually, they affect communities of color a lot more. So listen to this. So this is age-adjusted COVID-19 association, associated hospitalization rates by race and ethnicity. Um, this is from June, 20, June 13th, 2020. This is from the CDC as well. Okay, Some people think the CDC is not credible. You're full of shit. It's definitely <laughs> incredible. Um, but this says that out of a rate per 100,000 population, okay, <clears throat> what race do you think has the highest hospitalization rate? Uh, I'd say African-American. Okay. What do you think is the second highest? Latino. What do you think is the third highest? Asian. Okay. Interesting. So you actually, you got, you missed the highest, which is actually American Indian and Alaska native. Really? Or Alaska native. Yep. So they are, um, per a hundred thousand, according to this statistic from June 13th, obviously this can change, but, uh, per a hundred thousand, 221.2 people getting hospitalized. Okay. Um, black was 178.1. Hispanic or Latino was 160.7 per 100,000. Uh, Asian or Pacific Islander was actually only 48.4. Hmm. Okay. And then white is 40.1. Okay. So to put that into perspective, basically this information is saying that American Indian or Alaska Native people are five times more likely than white people to be hospitalized, according to the statistics, five times more likely to be hospitalized than white people, okay? Um, this is saying that black people are about that five times more likely as well. This is also saying that Latino and Hispanic people are about five, four times more likely to be hospitalized by COVID than white people, okay? So you might be asking yourself, well, why is that? Is it something to do with their race? Is it something to do with the, like, their genes and things like that? It usually has social factors involved, so low income, um, usually people of color have to live in higher dense populations, so their risk factors are higher for COVID, making mm-hmm. it so their hospitalization rates are probably a little bit higher, right? So just to put that in perspective, it was about 37% of flu gone at the height of it from 18 teachers, 19 teachers who worked in mainly white populations, okay? So what I'm saying is like for Betsy DeVos to think that every school should reopen in the United States... Think about those inner city schools where it's largely minority students. Yeah. Okay. Think about those super low income areas. Like this is going to 
the, the effect, if you open up schools like this, my prediction and what I would think and a whole, and I, God, I hope it would never happen this way, but my prediction would be that those people would be so disproportionately affected. Yeah. Okay? Like they, the COVID would spread rapidly through those communities and these numbers would go even higher. So it really frustrates me that these Betsy DeVos, Trump, all the right-wing people really want schools to reopen. And they think, oh, the death rate's so low. It is so low. 1% of people. 1% of people in the United States, okay? 300,000 people, 300 million people in the United States. 300 million. Okay? Let's take 1% of that. That's still 3 million people. That's a lot of people. So if 3 million people in the United States die, that's a big chunk of people, right? So... For all those people out there saying 1% is not that bad, so we should go back to normal life, that's a fucked up statement to say. And those are the same people who say that all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Clearly not to them. And those are the same people who say, um, protect the fetuses in the womb. Exactly. The, the, The hypocrisy of that, also the whole death sentence thing there, Trump allowed the death sentence or whatever. Um, the first federal execution in a while this week. Yeah, um, it. So it, it, it's just the, the, the hypocrisy of this is just mind-blowing. So I just want you to um, really, if you're going to weigh in on this education thing, um, one, make sure you got your facts straight. Two, make sure that you actually have talked to a teacher before and ask them what the, how they feel about it. Okay. Three, don't pit parents and teachers against each other. Okay, that's that that is the recipe for very unsuccessful schools. The most successful schools have the best parent involvement and the best communication with parent and community leaders. Okay, don't pit them against each other. And was that the fourth point I made? Third. Third. Fourth. I understand that some people aren't working and I get it. It maybe sounds like teachers don't want to do their jobs. Teachers do want to do their jobs. But if we do go back, it's not going to look like what people think it's going to look like. It's not going to go back to normal school. Students are going to have to be spread apart. They're not going to be able to talk. They're not going to be able to eat lunch with each other. They're not going to be able to play with each other on the playground. They're not going to be... Like, I saw one thing in New Jersey, I think. The teacher has to stand at the front of the room the whole time. They can't go and talk to the students. So that's not teaching, right? Real teaching is going and talking with the students and stuff. So it's not going to look like what you think it will look like. Okay. So get informed, get educated, please. Um, Don't blame teachers for the failings of the Trump administration. (laughs) There's my soapbox. Thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate you all for listening to my soapbox. Okay. Any last things you want to say, Megan? That was a nice soapbox. Did you, what did you? So I didn't cheer enough. Thanks. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Any other comments? Any comments on that? No. I I mean, me, I am a very creative person, but I have this weird side where I love numbers and mm-hmm. I love research. And so that to me, I was like, oh, it's not my So time. again, Ooh. this is a time, I will say it's a minute little grain of sand on a big beach of data, right? right? But I'm just trying to give you some perspective on this whole situation and how preposterous it is. It is for Betsy DeVos to say we need a full reopen of schools. Yeah. I think this is going to be my last education talk for a while. 
unless some big news comes out next week. But yeah, that's good. Any last things to tell the people? Oh gosh, no. Just stay healthy. Still safe. Stay informed and vote in the fall. (laughs) Yeah, vote this peach-looking man out of (laughs) office, please. God, I know that Joe Biden's not the best candidate. We all know that. But I think we can put our faith in someone like him to put a team around him that will help him rather than the peach that's currently in the office. Yes, my dad actually said that he would like to see, um, I almost bought your name, Kamala Kamala Harris, Harris yeah. as the VP. Yep. Yeah, that'd Which be nice. I'd be like, hmm, that'd be an interesting pairing. But I think it would be. I think it'd be good. I think it could make sense. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you people for listening. This is a long episode. Appreciate you all. Um, follow us on all the social medias. Be looking out for those polls that we're going to put out this week. And we love you. Oh. Oh. Bye-bye.